You are listening to the Boss Experience Podcast, a podcast with conversations about business growth, self-development, and maintaining a mindset to achieve business success. My name is Michelle Davis, and I am a business strategist and coach, and I'm your host. Let's get started. So I'm so excited about this episode today because it's part of a six-part series I'm doing on starting your online business. It's taken from my five-day CEO challenge that I did not too long ago, and it contains everything you need to start an online business that replaces your nine-to-five income. Enjoy the episode. Preparing your business for future growth and scalability. Let's define what it means to grow your business versus scaling your business. I think for too many people on the internet and in social media land often confuse the two. And so business growth and and scaling your business is two different things. So let's actually talk about what the difference is. Any entrepreneur can grow their business. They can grow their business in terms of revenue. They can grow their business in terms of staff. There are so many ways that a business can grow, but growth is not the same as being able to scale your business. The average coach or consultant or other service professional is always thinking if I had more clients, I would be able to do A, B, and C. But the truth is, unless you design your business and position your business for scalability, you're going to be capped off in terms of your capacity. Scaling involves having processes and systems in place to manage growth. The problem I see with a lot of entrepreneurs when they start out is they start off with no systems, nothing's documented, and so they don't know what's working. And when you don't know what's working, that means whatever it is that's working, you can't replicate it and you can't train anyone else to replicate it. My advice to all of my clients, I work with my clients on this exact issue is making sure that right at the start, you're establishing your business to be able to scale it in the future. Because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to create another job for yourself. You want to create a business that allows you the freedom that if you take a day off, that your business will continue to generate revenue. It will continue to operate. And I see so many small business owners that never position their their business to operate without them. And sometimes it's a control thing. They don't want anyone else being in charge of anything. They have to be, you know, be the one that to have oversight over everything. But, you know, if you're ever going to grow, you have to really position your business and allow your business to really have the systems and processes in place to do that. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you were where you want to be at this stage in your life, both career-wise and financially? I know the last few years have been pretty rough for people, and you may have felt like you're working 40 hours a week only to struggle to pay even your basic bills. Or maybe you were frustrated because you had to miss your kids' extracurricular activities or one of their performances because you had to do something for work. Or maybe you just like to plan a vacation where you don't have to hope and pray for a tax refund 
or that you win the lotto. I know exactly how you feel. Not too long ago, I made the transition from a lengthy career in nonprofit services to a full-time online coaching business. Hey, my name is Michelle Davis and I help women turn their expertise into an online coaching or consulting business that replaces their nine to five income. And I just created this video sharing three things that enabled me to go from a 20 plus year career in nonprofit services to actually replacing my nine to five income with an online coaching business. Just head over to ceoblueprintacademy.com. That's ceoblueprintacademy.com to watch it now. Okay, back to the show. Even if you're, you know, early on and you're just starting your business and you don't have any revenue, you need to really sit down and plan and visualize your business. And you need to think, yes, I'm doing everything right now. But in a perfect world, if I had all of the resources and revenue I needed, what positions would I need in my business to make things run efficiently? What are some of the processes and systems I need to put in place to make my business run efficiently? So these are things you think of right at the beginning. That is tip number one. So tip number two is learn your business. And so when I say learn your business, when you get to the point when you're trying to put in processes and systems, if you don't take the time to kind of, you know, do the visualization piece or to really map out how your business should operate, you're going to end up running into a brick wall or or you're going to end up establishing systems that really don't work for your business. I'll give you an example. I hear this a lot. People follow a particular guru or you know, or they get a mentor or they hire a coach prior to really kind of knowing where they want their business to go or really kind of having a framework for their business. And so what ends up happening is you hire this coach or you follow this mentor and you take on this advice, but you really haven't thought about what your business looks like and how your business operates. You have to be able to take the information you get and see how and if and what part of the advice you got can actually apply to your business. So just make sure that you learn your business, you know what processes you need, and you know how your business operates. Start early, learn your business, and then you want to write out your processes. And the whole point of building systems is you have to be able to have you know systems and processes that are replicable by others. And eventually, you know, you want to move beyond solopreneur status or doing everything yourself. So you want to make sure that you have systems that someone can come in and, you know, it's written out. It's something that someone else can follow. Because when you don't have those things in place and you start bringing on additional team members or you may have team members in place already, they don't know what's in your head. They don't know, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And so what you end up having is a lot of inconsistencies within your business and you're not going to get the results you want because no one knows what you're doing and not even you. Make sure you have your systems written out. So when we talk about systems and you, you talk about learning your business, Think about what are the different components and elements of your business that make it work. A couple of examples of what elements I I would be speaking of is one is, you know, the element of, you know, how do you get your leads? You know, how are customers coming in? You know, what is your process for that? Is it a team? Is it that, you know, you're going to have someone do your lead generation and, and you do the closing of the sale? So you have to think about those things. 
Did you know that more than half of Americans have listened to a podcast episode at least once? So, if you have a product or service that needs to reach an online audience, advertising on a podcast like The Boss Experience is a great way to get in front of your ideal customer. When you secure an advertising slot on an episode, The Boss Experience podcast listeners get to hear about your business every time someone tunes into that episode. So what are you waiting for? Visit bit.ly forward slash podcast episode sponsor to get started. Now back to the episode. And in, in that example, how, how are you producing leads and, and who's closing those leads for you? That's something you have to think about and you have to have processes for it. And then the final tip I'm going to give is, you know, you have to align your scaling with your growth. You know, as your business is growing, then you want to scale accordingly and make sure you have systems in place. And keep it in mind that while you want to have an idea of what systems and processes you want in place, you also want to make sure you leave room for tweaking and for you to really kind of change as your business grows, because you don't want to be locked in and fixed on a certain way to, to do things, because that may need to change as your business grows. So those are the do's, but I just want to kind of run through some things you don't want to do. So you don't want to not visualize your business or rely on your team to have the vision for your business. Your team's job is not to have the vision for your business. That's your job. You're the founder. You're the CEO. Have the vision for your business and communicate that vision to your team. The other don't I want to give is don't invest too much too soon. This was a big mistake I made starting out is, you know, when I started my business, of course, just like a lot of entrepreneurs do, I started off by listing and getting advice from like, you know, all the different online gurus. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up um, with all these different tools that I didn't even know how to use because these were things that people recommended that I do. And like I mentioned earlier, recommendations are great, but you want to make sure that the recommendation that someone makes is going to work for you and your business. Because, you know, the reality is if, you know, someone makes a recommendation, they're making a recommendation based on, you know, where they may be in their business. Maybe they have a larger team. They have more experience than you. They have different, you know, things structured differently. So when you get recommendations, Make sure you're really reflecting on those recommendations to make sure they're going to work and also, you know, have the vision in mind to be able to modify the advice you get so that it works for you, your business, your jurisdiction and in your your team in your industry. Then don't hire and think that that should replace management and communication, because just because you have a team and you're working with that team. Yes, they're coming in and you're hiring them based on their skills, but bring them into a system. You know, don't do people a disservice by bringing them into chaos or bringing them into something that's not structured where you don't have procedures or where the procedures change every day or as the wind blows because you haven't sat down to really visualize anything or laid anything out for your business. So make sure that you're bringing teams into a functioning entity you know, with systems and processes and, and communicating with them just where you're at and having realistic expectations for your team. And then the final don't want to share with you is making sure that you have performance measures 
for yourself and for your team that makes sense for your business and where you're at in your business. So, you know, one big problem that I see business owners make is they have unrealistic expectations based on, let's say they they saw someone or online or they went through a course and, you know, they saw the kind of like the big picture and what's going to, how their business can evolve, but you have to work your way to that. And so you have to start off with small goals, small performance measures before you get to the point of having these massive goals, because what's going to end up happening, you're going to be disappointed and you're, you're not going to be able to see the progress that you are making if your goals are too big and too ambitious too soon. So those are my tips for scaling. So I hope this helps someone. If your goal is to start your business, don't procrastinate. Stop making excuses and stop creating roadblocks for yourself, blocking your success. Attention solopreneurs and freelancers. By now, you may be feeling the pinch of inflation in your business. The reality is the more people spend on life's necessities like food, gas, and rent, the less they have to spend on your goods and services. But I have a solution for you. If you earn $3,000 a month in revenue and you've been in business at least three months or more, you may be eligible for business funding. And the best part is there's no hard credit increase. You get transparent terms and no collateral is required. So if you need funding to get through a tight spot, invest in marketing, or just cover an unexpected business expense, all you have to do is visit marketinggymllc.com and click the self-employed funding tab to get started. Now, back to the episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope you came away from that episode with a lot to reflect on. And just as a reminder, you can always visit ceoblueprintacademy.com to see how you can work with me. So with that being said, that concludes this episode. Thank you once again for tuning in. And I can't wait for you to tune in to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. Take care and be well. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Experience Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review for this episode and tune in next time.